Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Today I'm Andy White and I'm joined by... Felice Ailing. From Site Visibility. Felice, content types. This is a subject after my own heart. Because <laughs> as a podcaster, I'm often thinking, you know, what shall I talk about? Breaking it down into different mm. sorts of content. Yeah. Uh, let's go through the list and tell me the pros and cons from your experience of these different content types. Okay, great. Yeah, we just thought we'd do a bit of a post on giving people some ideas around different types of content they can be creating. I think often we talk about content and people assume it's we're talking about blog posts um, and they're, you know, they're often quite in-depth and they're seen as an add-on and an extra. Mm. Somebody has to find the time to do the research and write the post and put it out. And they can be quite labour-intensive. Um, not only that, not everyone wants to read a blog post. So we're just going to give some ideas of some different types of content, Mm -hmm. um, content formats, um, and what they can be used for and what they're good for. Um, So start off with infographics. I love infographics. These these big pictures that sort of tell in pictures, uh, interesting bits of information, aren't they? You're you're smirking as if you don't like them. Oh, no, no. I I do like infographics, but I do think they've dropped off a little bit. Really? In terms of, well, when they first came out, everyone used them for everything. And I think they got a bit overdone. I think we all OD'd on infographics a bit. We did OD a little bit. Um, However, they can be really useful for certain types of content. We've obviously got the whole big data. Everyone's talking about that at the moment. Um, but actually, data is a really... It's just the government talking about it, is isn't it? Good. Well, everyone's, isn't everyone talking about big data? I was constantly seeing blog posts about it. Big data. Um, is this is the notion of sharing data, is it? Sharing data. Yeah. yeah. It's, so, it's very important. Very actually. important. Yes. And actually, data is really useful, you know, for all of us, really. You know, we love stats. We love information, especially about our industries. Mm. Um, and infographics can be a really nice way of presenting results. You're aware, aren't you, that 56% of stats are just made up on the spot. Oh, yeah, the Daily Mail. Yeah, they didn't they release a post last week about um, correlation. Not that I read the Daily Mail. What, silly correlations? Yeah, basically you can, yes, yeah, yeah. You can make data say yes, anything say you anything. wanted yes. to say. But anyway, infographics, sorry, I'll, infographics. I Infographics, yeah. So, you know, if you've done a piece of research and you want to present that data and you want to present those findings, infographics can be a really nice way of putting that together. Um, or if you've got quite a complicated or detailed process, mm. Again, using that sort of image format can be a really nice way of communicating that process. Um, so how something works, you can use lovely flowcharts and, um, you know, show correlation between different things um, and lay out in a way that's just much easier to understand. The SEO implications of infographics 
must presumably be quite good because they are images, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they are images um, and they are a lot more shareable. So you'll you'll find that if you create um, an infographic, especially if it's around a piece of research that's quite useful, Mm. you're much more likely to find people sharing it, using it, linking back to your content, um, using it in their own content, you know, referencing it quite a lot. So it can be very good from an SEO perspective. Yes. Um, It's just about not overdoing it. And of course, have good text around it. Have good text around it. All the alt tags, yeah, yeah, all of that kind of stuff. And you can place it on, you know, there's lots of infographic list websites. So you can go to sites and actually search for infographics. Um, So, you know, it's it's almost like another, like a directory listing page. Um, But you can obviously submit infographics to those pages. So there's a nice way of just getting a bit more exposure. So it relies on you submitting the infographic rather than it's trying to work out what are infographics. Yeah, you just upload it and there'll be a facility to tag it for whatever right. whatever it's relevant for. And then other people can go into that site and search for nice. infographics. So they might pick yours um, to use. So it can be a piece of content on its own, but mm. also something that sits alongside you know, a more text-based post. Cool. The next one we've got on the list is uh, cheat sheets. Yep. Now these are quite good. Actually, you know, this podcast, we consider this to be a cheat sheet. These would be literally just a very helpful, very short post um, or piece of content that just gives people a kind of top line overview of something. Mm. Um, It could be something like this. So, you know, we have a list of content types that would be a bit of a cheat sheet, something Mm. that somebody could, you know, reference back to um, just helps give some ideas about something or just break something down very simply. Yeah, I mean, I have seen text cheat sheets and I have seen image cheat sheets. So again, it's almost in that sort of infographic arena, isn't it, in a way? So like it, a, an yeah. image cheat sheet almost. It can be. Yeah. It's also quite nice because you're breaking the content down into small chunks mm. and you're using, you know, you obviously you'd be using your H2 or H3 headers to outline the different areas. Yes. Um, yeah. Often the headings will be slightly longer search mm. terms, which means that you could then be, you know, optimizing quite well for those longer term longer tail search terms um so it can be a quite a nice sort of quick win yeah because they're going to be quite specific aren't they cheat sheets they are be very very specific yeah like the last cheat sheet i downloaded was the various shortcut keys for the vim editor which is very geeky yeah but something like that you know i mean a list of shortcut codes um you know i've got one for my for my mac um and for the pc because i go between mac and pc quite a lot i have a pc in the office and a mac at home and i'm forever hitting the wrong shortcut which one do you prefer felice oh the mac every time um you see i didn't say that that was purely (laughs) spontaneous from felice oh yeah no no yeah pc drives drives me nuts um so i've I've got a cheat sheet on my pc so i can remember um because i remember the mac ones and it's the pc ones i always forget so things like that are really you know just really helpful Um, but you know, they're quite good for sort of evergreen content as well, because they're always going to be relevant. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And they can be updated. So if something changes, you know, you can very quickly go in and just edit it and update it. But it's, you know, it's a piece of content that will keep on bringing, um, bringing traffic in. Um, the next one's interviews. I love interviews. I love interviews as well. Mm. Uh, interviews are great. Why Why do you love interviews, Felice? Well, partly because somebody else is doing most of the work. Yeah. For that post. Um, that's, that's secretly why I like them yeah, as well. You just come up with the questions, um, mm. you know, you ping it off to whoever it is you want to interview, you get them to, you know, to answer it, comes back on an email, um, you've got a blog post ready to go. Um, the great thing about interviews as well is whoever you're interviewing is likely to share that content within their own audience, mm. um, especially if they're quite high profile. 
um, and you're including a link to them or, you know, like some kind of Google Plus um, page means that you can actually start to get that content ranking for that particular person that you've interviewed as well. So it can be a nice way of bringing in traffic from somebody else's community. Sorry, I'm nodding, listeners. I'm, I'm nodding. Not, that's anything. <laughs> uh, reviews are the next one. Reviews of anything, tools, services, products yeah. um, are really useful. People love love to read reviews. Theatrical performances. Yes, theatrical yep. performances. Um, obviously, keep it relevant. Yeah. Though we, you know, as a digital marketing agency, may not um, rate theatrical performances, uh, review them, but we will probably review um, any tools, any changes to tools. So, you know, Facebook updated its paid offering. So, you know, we make sure that we are up to date on the information. FAQs. That's a Frequently really good asked one. questions. Yeah, yes. FAQs can be really good. Um, I would imagine there search. might be some of the highest hit pages on a website, actually. They, yeah, they often are because um, you're, you know, you're entering questions and, you know, you're giving Google the opportunity to directly match your piece of content with mm. a question that somebody's putting in to um, a search engine. So FAQs are really, really useful. Um, They're great from a customer service perspective. Um, And often you can, you know, you pull together, you know what your customers often ask you. You know, you know, you can speak to your customer service team, find out what are the common questions around a specific product or around the service in general. FAQs around a particular tool or a particular topic. Mm. Um, You know, you can pull those together, look at any email queries that you're coming. You can even drive some of it through um, Google Analytics, seeing where people are going um, in terms of the content journey. gives you an idea of what kind of questions people have and where are they trying to get information from. The next one is how-to tutorials. And again, these are really good. They work very well, particularly video. I was going to say video, yes. Especially very visual how-to's. I mean, I do, you know, if I want to know how to do something, you mm. know, whether it's something on screen or whether it's something practically, I go to YouTube mm. and I'll Google how to do it. Um, and I love being able to watch a video of somebody else doing it. And you can get the message across so much better than trying to write it in a post and even using images. Yeah. Um, so how to tutorials are, are, are brilliant. You know, lots of people go into Google every day and type in how do I Yes, um, or how to. Whatever or, it is, you know, how do I yeah. change the battery in my car? Um, how do I plumb in a washing machine? Um, you know, how do I set up Twitter cards on Twitter? So all of those kind of queries, if you're writing a post around that, especially if it's a piece of video content, um, you know, you're likely to get a fair amount of that kind of traffic. Um, so it's really, you know, it's a really good resource. I can imagine all those H1 tags and uh, meta descriptions starting with how to. Yep, <laughs> they probably would do. Yeah, so looking at obviously matching the title of the video mm. to whatever the, the query is, putting a bit of text around it, making sure it's in the description. You know, if you're hosting it on YouTube, making sure there's a link back um, to your website, especially if there's a piece of relevant content on there and um, that might take the user to the next step. Um, then we've got research posts, um, and these are step-by-step guides. And this is kind of taking the cheat sheet and going a little bit further. Yeah. Um, so these are more in-depth. Cheat and sheet it, with attitude. Yeah, cheat sheet with attitude. Yeah. Um, and it might be something that's a bit more complex. Um, what these are good for, really good for, is showcasing expertise. Mm. Now we find, I mean, we, often uh, the assumption is that content has to be something that's created in addition. So it's something that somebody in the team has to spend all of their time doing. But quite often, most companies will have this kind of information already. Um, you know, we as a, a, as a search agency, you know, we might do a review. I mean, we've actually done it recently. We've reviewed all of the tools that we use. 
um, in the company looked at alternatives that might be out there and weighed up pros and cons for each one, you know, what they're good for, what they're not so good for, what the pricing is, comparison is, you know, and that helped us to inform a decision as to whether to change the tools, keep the ones we've got. Um, But that actually is a piece of work is great. Mm. Uh, for a post so you know we do it quite often with our clients they might ask us a question and we'll give them a couple of options weighing up pros and cons of each one again brilliant blog post um so just repurpose it a little bit you know unbrand it if you're talking about specific clients and you Mm. know and you've got a ready-made blog post so it isn't necessarily about creating distinct unique content that's outside of your everyday working practices you know if you're building supply company you probably talk to your customers about different materials for a specific job and you might give a recommendation as to which one's good for which job you know again that's a piece of content right there that you could be sharing um so things i mean comparison posts can work really well and it's a step on from the reviews so reviews you might be just looking at one tool comparison posts you might be looking at a few different something versus something else yeah something versus something else you know another um there's you know another website that i can't name because they're a bit of a competitor um they've got a one post on there and they've reviewed um, sort of all the different SEO tools that are out there. Mm. And that piece of content has been going for a couple of years now and is still one of the most popular pieces of content on the website. Is. Yeah, um, You know, it's quite in-depth. It looks at all the different options. But if you're looking for an SEO tool, you know, that's the post that you want to be reading. Actually, one of the, that reminds me, one of the my highest hit videos was... Uh, and I never expected it to be. It was just me talking about these very mics, actually, that we're that we're using. And it wasn't really a comparison, although I did do a comparison with another mic down the road. It was more of a kind of a review of the mic. And it's just got about 35,000 hits, <laughs> which for me is really good. Yeah. And it constantly gets comments. Most of the comments are, my left ear feels really lonely because I only recorded it on one channel. But never oh. mind. Um, but it's one of the most popular hits because it's well, like, a, like, you know, people want to know about these mics. You know? Well, yeah, exactly. And I think... You know, the, the fact that you're a third party as well, you're independent, you mm. use them a lot. People know that you use, you know, the mics is a key part of your business. Yeah. So if you're reviewing mics and you're giving a, a recommendation for one over the other or saying what it's good for, mm. you know, you, you're, the visitors know that that's going to be relevant and useful for them. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it doesn't have to be like a massive big post, you know, going on a really wide topic, just something like that. Yeah, You know, there's just, mm. you know, it's quite niche, but there's a fair amount of traffic around yeah. it. There's a fair amount of people that actually want that. And, you know, once they've been on the site, they might go somewhere else and read another piece of content. Yeah. They might download the podcast. Um, you know, so it can, it can just pull people in from different, from different you know, different points. Uh, we've only got a couple more on the list. Um, the problems and solutions posts. Ooh. State a problem and then this is a solution. Exactly. Yeah. And they can be as short or as long as you like. Again, base them around a theme. So problems and solutions around something specific. They're really good for matching query-based search terms. Um, So again, do a little bit of research um, in terms of common problems around a specific theme, you know, and try and make sure that you're using those terms in the problem and solutions part but again you know a lot of this kind of content you will have um if you know anything about the business that you're working in you will already know this stuff mm. um you'll probably have it written down somewhere you probably have sent it to clients at some point um so just hook it out um you know turn it into a piece of content you know make sure that you get it up on the on the on the blog case studies are really good um, you know, looking at a problem from start to finish and how you solved it, mm. um, or reviewing 
a case study from somebody else. You know, we sure. do quite often we will look at examples of really good digital marketing strategies mm. and we'll outline the brief and how it was responded to and what the results were. You know, and case studies can be really, you know, just really useful, A, for showcasing your own expertise. Um, you know, if you're highlighting campaigns and you're saying why they're good and what you liked about them, that shows that you understand what you're talking about. Um, and they can often be quite entertaining for the users. And, you know, it can help people to get a bit of an understanding about how something works, how a process works. Well, people or, love stories, don't they? They do. They love yeah. stories. So, yeah, storytelling, um, very good for those. And again, you know, you probably have case studies either of yourself or case studies that you might talk to your clients about, you know, as a way of bringing something to life. For anyone that's got an interest in a particular topic, they're probably reading this kind of stuff mm, all the time. Mm. Um, and, you know, just because somebody else has done a case study on something doesn't mean that you can't do it as well. I'd imagine they're slightly longer form case studies as they well. They would be, yeah, normally slightly longer form. I mean, they don't necessarily have to be. Mm. You know, it can just be one page. I mean, if it's a piece of, especially if there's video-related um, content mm. that you can sort of chuck in in the middle. Mm. Um, but, you know, you'd outline the brief, say what the challenge was, you'd outline what the response was, yeah. and then showcase what the results were, and then put, you know, links or images to whatever, you know, if there's related imagery or video for the campaign, just mm. pop that in there. Um, you know, and you can always then link it back to wherever, that work is being housed so it doesn't necessarily have to be really long um, you can go more in depth if you're showcasing something that's a little bit more specific or a bit more niche sure yeah um but often you know just a basic you know one page would be more than sufficient um and the last one we've got is like um a resource post so this would be somewhere you might put you could do like top 10 Digital marketing bloggers. Ah, the good old top 10. Yeah, good old top 10. Or top 10. 20 or top, top five. Top five, um, you know, 32 resources to kickstart your marketing campaign. Mm. And this would literally be, um, you know, a couple of lines of text with a link to wherever, you know, whoever you wanted to showcase. Um, and again, you know, you might already have these. You might already have these sites bookmarked. Mm. Um, and these are sites that you go to quite regularly. You know, pull them into a list, brief description of who they are. And that goes up on um, on the website. The good thing about those is um, they're really good resources if they're based around a specific topic. They're really useful for anyone that is struggling to know where to go or just starting out um, or just wants one place where all the information's in. Um, but it also means those people that or those individuals or websites that you're linking to mm. are, you know, will, are more likely to share that piece of content with their own audiences. Yeah. Because it's a vote of confidence for them that somebody else has mm. said that they're good or put them in a top 10 list. So again, that's, you know, you then have the potential of getting access to all of their communities and all of their audiences as well. Um, even better if you can get a little quote from each of them as well. Fantastic. I cannot imagine that anyone searching for content ideas is going to have any problems with a list like that fleece. I hope not. There's, there's, obviously, there's going to be loads of others. Um, there's quite a few. One thing, um, if you are struggling for ideas, there was recently a piece of content put out and it was the periodic table of content marketing. I, I've, I've read it. Yeah. And read it, we it. love it. We absolutely yes, love it. It was great, wasn't it? Yeah. And that's got, I mean, everything you It was set out a bit know. like a periodic table with it the little is. squares. Yeah. Yep. It's set out just like the, yep, the chemistry periodic table. But that was an infographic, wasn't it? It is an it infographic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's brilliant. You know, yeah. that's a really nice way of setting that out. Mm. Um, you know, and it, it, it looks at content formats, content types, um, the different hooks and different triggers to use and colour codes it in terms of what stage of the process mm. it's referring to. Um, so we'll put a link to that in the show notes because um, it's a really nice sort of next step. So, you know, this is obviously just content types, a bit of a quick guide. 
Um, that one, if you want to take it a step further, that will probably give you a lot more different types mm. and start breaking some of these down into um, even smaller subsections of content. Fantastic, Felice. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. Yes, you. You in the corner. You listening. You on the bus. SiteVisibility.com slash IM podcast is the place to go if you want to look at the website. We are on iTunes and we love reviews on iTunes. And if you want to email us, it's podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. If you want to phone and leave a message, a request or a question, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five oh. So it's goodbye from me, Andy White, and it's goodbye from Philly Sailing. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.